Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTV, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the very first Great British Manufacturing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Reynolds, and I've got over 30 years experience in the manufacturing sector. Joining me is my co-host, is Stuart Whitehead, founder of Jefferson and co-founder of Factory Now with MTD MFG, who are part of the MTD group of channels. Stuart, welcome. Morning, Joe. Good to, good to speak to you. To start with, let's paint a picture about this podcast. You know, what, what, why are we doing it, essentially? I think these, uh, well, possibly some of the reasons are the same as why we started Jefferson, really. An antidote to some of the mainstream media who seem quite so reluctant to share some positive manufacturing news. Um, get the message out there that we do make things in the UK. You know, it's a £191 billion industry. 2.7 million people are employed. And we've been asked time and time again to do the podcast. So due to popular demand, Joe, we, we're doing it. We're here, yeah, and this is going to be a weekly podcast. The, the show today, we're going to bring people up to speed what's happened in manufacturing this year alone. Obviously, moving forward, we're going to be doing news and some best practice pieces, maybe a guest or two as well. But just to get started, uh, Stuart, who are Jefferson? Good question. Um, I've been in, in and around manufacturing for 25 years. Um, initially in recruitment, started using social media to help companies hire um, people the recruitment's gone, migrated fully now into social media um, for the UK manufacturing sector, nearly 100,000 followers on social media, and we promote you know, positive manufacturing news, case studies, insights, and most, most of the time, obviously in partnership with MTD. Yeah, for sure. And it's, we pride ourselves on being first and best, don't we? You know, quite often... You know, you, you wake up in the morning and the following day it's on everyone else's channels. And But we, we pride ourselves being first. It is. It's, it can be incredibly frustrating that um, we've built relationships with manufacturers and architects and specifiers and LEPs around, you know, around the country. Quite often we get exclusive content. We write a lot of the original content. And then, like you say, the following day, a couple of days later, other publications kind of um, borrow our content, for want of a better word, Joe. Sure. And for those that don't know about MTD's group of channels, uh, you're listening to MTD MFG podcast, essentially. And that is, as the name would suggest, a very broad based manufacturing channel. But it's uh, one of five pillars that we have. We also have um, a channel called MTD CNC that is down to uh, CNC machining and additive manufacturing, things like that, things to do with metal. Uh, We have the MTD network, which is an SME subcontract uh, channel way of uh, trying to find work for your business. Uh, we have Swarf and Chips, which is a, a monthly show that goes out and basically we, we take a deep dive into a topic. And we've also got a global channel as well now. So it's, yeah. So between obviously Jefferson and the MTD group of channels, we've got a very strong presence on social media, Stu. Yeah, I think it's over a third of a million now, Joe, and growing rapidly. Um, obviously, with you know the launch of Factory Now. You know, last year that's got ten thousand followers already on Twitter within, within very you know, a matter of months basically. So I think across MTD and Jefferson, I think the followers are, are growing by um, I think it's around about three to four thousand a month. So yeah, it's been incredibly well supported. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and obviously. It's good we talk about followers, and but more important to that is is engagement, and and engagement is key. 
Without a doubt. And, and you can see some of this just, you know, we, we're not going to talk about stats today, but in terms of the, the thousands and thousands of people that are engaging with the content on MTDMFG and obviously um, with Factory Now, which I know we're going to talk about shortly. Um, but yeah, the engagement is, um, like you say, it's all very well having followers, but um, without that engagement, um, it, it doesn't actually mean anything, does it? You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's a vanity project without engagement, but we're very fortunate that, uh, like I say, with as we've said before, we've got a lot of original content and, and people have, uh, you know, said to us time and time again, we are the go-to people, you know, for, for breaking news stories. Yep. And for people who um, want to know, obviously you're listening to this podcast, but for people who want to know where it can be found, you can find it on the MTD MFG app. So go to your favorite uh, uh, app store, whether that's Apple, Android, and just simply type in MTD MFG and you'll be presented with an app. That's probably the best place to listen to the podcast. But equally, it's also available from your usual or favorite podcast provider. And if you do want to engage with us on this on this podcast, maybe even come on the show, uh, drop us uh, an email, podcasts at mtdmfg.com. And yeah, get in touch. But Stu, we'll come back to some of the other things we want to talk about. But let's talk about a couple of news stories first. And uh, the first one I'd like to talk about JCB and and the you know the inordinate amount of jobs that they're welcoming. Yeah, I mean, despite everything, you know, di- despite you know lockdown and you know obviously the Bre- Brexit negotiations. I mean, the, you know, this year it's just been incredible in terms of the amount of positive news stories. Um, you know, we're going to go through a few, you know, this morning just to bring people up to up to date. And like I say, JCB, you know, two major recruitment campaigns already announced this year, 850 new jobs, won a huge contract with Ardent Hire, £26 million. And just as importantly, and people really appreciated this, is hundreds of their temporary workers, agency workers, um, will be offered permanent contracts, which gives them, you know, long-term security. And this has been, you know, driven by the upturn and, you know, worldwide demand really for the construction equipment. So, yeah, very good news for JCB. Yeah, and one of my favourite stores of the year so far is is the Nissan plant. It's one of the it's one of the best automotive plants on the planet. And there was a lot of rumours going back in, uh, in in middle of twenty twenty, but I'm pleased to report uh, they weren't true. There's more good news coming out of the plant. Absolutely, and um, and like you say, it was used as a, uh, a you know a bit of a barometer really in terms of Brexit and so forth. But Nissan have come out; they've committed to the UK again, or reaffirmed their commitment to the UK. They've you know, recently announced 100 new jobs to the plant. Nissan Qashqai is going to enter production. They spent £400 million getting, you know, getting the plant ready for that. And they've also said at the launch of the Qashqai, you know, there's going to be hundreds of millions of pounds invested in Sunderland, you know, over the next few years. So great security and, like you say, one of the most efficient plants in the world. Yeah, and what I love about uh, great British manufacturing and this podcast is we get to talk about everything, things from metal, you know, different steels, plastics, but even chocolate stew. Cadbury, the the reshoring production, uh, 15 million investment to their uh, Bourneville facility. Yeah, dairy milk's coming home, Joe. Uh, So, so, yeah, I mean, dairy milk at the moment is um, the producer, you know, across Europe and Cadbury have come out and announced that um, they're reshoring it from Germany and other sites across Europe to the UK. And to support that, they're investing £15 million at the home of Cadbury at Bourneville uh, to increase capacity there. So this is possibly, probably being the most popular story this year. Um, and uh, I think, like you say, most people are, fan, are fans of chocolate in some, in some shape or form. 
Yeah, on just on our website, I had nearly a hundred thousand views. I think that story on, on our, yeah, on our, on our yeah. website, in, incredible. Like I say, it's uh, it's good. It pulls at the heartstrings. I think most people have probably done the Cadbury tour, haven't they? And and when you look at that, you get a lot of uh, you could get a lot of houses and factories on that Bourneville site. So it's really, really encouraging that the new owners are continuing to invest. Speaking oh, of uh, investments, you know, hundred million investments of British Steel also. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough time for the steel industry, you know, obviously with the downturn in automotive and aerospace and and so forth. Um, but British Steel, um, in its new ownership, you, you know, um, 12 months in, um, they've returned to profit, which is fantastic. And then um, recently announced a £100 million investment. And this will be, you know, spent on improving its manufacturing operations, supporting clean growth. They've also announced that, you know, a, a large apprenticeship intake you, and you really are, you know, investing in creating the steelmakers of the future as well. So again, I think, you know, the, the, the numbers on this were, were, when we posted were, was, you know, was truly extraordinary. Yeah. And the next story, uh, Geely owned Lotus. They've got a, a new facility right here in the UK. Yeah. Well, a couple actually, Joe. Um, they've got one in Norwich, a new technical centre in the Midlands, which is for the engineering side. Um, they've announced a £100 million investment. Um, well, they're investing £100 million at the site in Norfolk. Um, 250 new jobs. Um, so there's, you know, they really are ramping up the, the volume. Obviously, they're a niche manufacturer, but they're looking at tripling production. And the great thing is that the investment's coming to the UK. Yeah, for sure. And um, we'll take a a, a, a short break here on, on the news and we'll, maybe we'll talk about the, the Factory Now initiative and it's a good time because Geely owned Lotus obviously they own LEDC also who are a Factory Now member so in terms of Factory Now Stu just fill the audience in what is it and what are we trying to achieve with Factory Now we brought this forward last year as you know Joe um, We it was created in conjunction with a number of manufacturers who wanted really an online platform where they could showcase their products, showcase their, their, their news stories. It could be a nice blend really between written articles, video content, and so forth. And that's exactly what it is. They've got their own microsite on the factory now. Um, they're all different. You know, it's not too formulaic. And um, as you say, LEDC, JCB, a number of household names are, are part of the factory now initiative. And this is really helping companies to go to market to create um, and promote their content, but also providing them with leads and in, in, introductions to other companies so that they're winning business, helping companies to, to um, you know, nearshore or onshore, which has certainly been a, a theme over the, the last six, 12 months with the pandemic, and that's sure to continue. And it's a fantastic way. The kind of feedback we're getting from companies is it's driving traffic to their own websites. It's it's in, it's increasing the engagement and the followers on their social media channels. It's not there to, to, to compete with that. And that kind of, collabor- you know, working in a collaborative manner has been incredibly popular. And I know that people have, you know, members of the factory now have won very, very sizable orders from other members, you know, so they are starting to supply and sell to each other, which is, you know, um, a great dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it's encouraging, isn't it? And it's my favorite thing about the channel. You've got some of the the largest companies in the in the world on it, and in next to it, you've got you know you've got a startup, you know, a forward thinking startup. Well, I think that's it. I think with the um, you know right at the beginning, we, we we didn't you know when we were designing it and working with some of these manufacturers, um, you know, 
we know that SMEs sometimes, and quite rightly, in my opinion, feel as though that they're kind of marginalized. They're not really considered, um, you know, for, for some of these initiatives. And I know we're going to talk about SMEs, you know, um, you know, further down the line. That's why, obviously, we, we launched the SME Focus Show, a weekly show, um, you know, broadcast at normally, or put out normally on a Saturday, which has been very well received. So, as you say, yeah, it could be SMEs with OEMs and and global global organisations, but they're all treated in the same manner. There isn't any kind of tiered membership. It's a very democratic, um, you know, way of way of working, which I think has been, you know, the feedback is like I say has been incredibly positive and welcoming new members all the time, which is which is good to see. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the factory now, you, you get invited onto the um, factory talk show, which is a, is a weekly show where we essentially interview uh, stakeholders and people from the manufacturing sector. The uptake on that's been extraordinary, to be honest with you. It's been really, uh, really good. Uh, Richard, Richard Jordan, the host, it's uh, yeah, he's kind of batting them off. Which, which, which one's been your favourite, Joe, so far? There's been quite a choice, but any, any particular favourites from factory talk? Um, that's a good question because I'll go back to a previous statement about it's great. It's great listening to, you know, a story about Westfield, but equally it's good to hear about, you know, a startup. I thought, I thought the one, was it last week or the week before the, uh, the one on Westfield, it's good because obviously everyone knows of their brand, but, but obviously not necessarily some of the autonomous stuff they're doing. The, and uh, no, absolutely, and I think you know there's been a run, hasn't there? You know, in, in, in recent months, with you know we've had Norton, um, we've had Make UK, which is great. You know, Stephen Phipson's um, view on view on the world, which has been well received, and um, Siemens. You know, I know we're going to talk about it in a few minutes in the, the new two hundred million pound development in Gould. So yeah, the, and like you say, just having that blend of SMEs and OEMs and and uh, major manufacturers is, uh, certainly makes it interesting. Anyway. Yeah, and and again, again, I know Norton was another one of my favourites. But it's what I like again about this channel. We, we're talking about some of the biggest companies in the world today, but equally on uh, Chris Greeno's show on a Saturday morning, the SME Focus, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. He's talking about the SME. He's talking to SMEs and people at the heart of manufacturing. So it's uh, yeah, I do urge you to listen to all the shows. Really, I know times. You know, times uh, times expensive, but it is worth sticking on your headphones and just and just dialing in once a week. But uh, if we go back to some of the the, the more recent news, Stu, um, GE, this was quite an extraordinary story, wasn't it? How almost a U turn, but U turn by GE to actually select the UK in terms of yeah, the absolutely. renew, you know, the renewable energy project. Absolutely, Joe. I mean, there's a couple of rumours a few months ago that this may or may not be happening, and then um, I think we. we um, we, we put something out really saying that they're kind of evaluating like two or three sites. And, um, but as you say, yeah, it's all being confirmed now, which is fantastic. And um, I believe it's going to be around about 750 direct jobs, but many more, you know, across the UK supply chain. And this going to, you know, a turbine, um, wind turbine um, blade manufacturing plant, um, you know, on side, And, um, you know, and in parallel, Siemens, um have applied for planning permission to, to expand their blade manufacturing plant in Hull as well. So, that you know, the, the wind sector, certainly the offshore wind sector in the UK, is really at the forefront. And the great thing is it, it's supporting manufacturing investment and jobs. Well, it's it's cold and windy up in North Stew, isn't it? So it's probably, it's probably a good place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good point, Joe. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, Smurf Fit Kappa, a uh, £34 million investment. Yeah, so um, this is for Wales, £34 million, as you say, into the mould plant in, in Flintshire. Um, and uh, the uh, this, this got a little bit of... Uh, this, this investment will make the North Wales site the, the largest box factory in the UK. So that, that drew a few uh, comments from the wags on social media about uh, what a box factory is. But, uh, but yes, Murphy Kappa, you know, Europe's leading corrugated pack- packaging manufacturer again, investing in the UK, which is uh, good to see. Yeah, and the story, it's been going around for probably three years on and off now, but the new Siemens factory in Gaul, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, there has been various stages of this story, as you, as you, as you allude to. You know, they, they won a one and a half billion pound contract with Transport, Transport for London for the Piccadilly line, um, 200 million pound total investment. But it's not just a factory, it's a rail village, you know, a supply village as well. Um, headline figures, 700 direct jobs, 250 during the construction phase, and 1,700 across the UK supply chain. And the company recently given the, a £40 million contract to build the factory to a local you know, Yorkshire company, um, which was um, incredibly popular. And Siemens um, CEO, Will Wilson, was actually featured, you know, we're talking about factory, factory talk. He was featured on a recent uh, factory talk. So if you if people want to look that up, um, you know, describing and and explaining about the investment and what the impact will it'll have on on the community in Gould and and the wider UK. Yeah, and this podcast it goes it's getting better and better. We've talked about chocolate, and now we're going to talk about beer. You know, Budweiser, one hundred and seventeen million investment, huge investment across a couple of the sites. But one thing I didn't realise is actually Bruce Stella Artois as well. Yeah, absolutely, and they're in the UK. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, so the, the two main two main breweries um, in South Wales and Lancashire are going to benefit from this investment. There's going to be dozens of new jobs created as well, um, and hundreds of million millions of, pi- of pints. You know, increase the capacity to uh, brew even more beer. So, hopefully, at the end of lockdown, um, when people go out and they're sat in the beer gardens and pubs again, Joe, they, they'll appreciate the fact that Budweiser are investing so much to help, to help them enjoy themselves. Yeah, for sure. Budweiser, Stella, Corona, and Bud Light. I'm not sure about the Bud Light one, but all the rest <laughs> certainly uh, certainly worth a worth a try. And uh, well, I think Corona is going to be a hard sell at the moment, Joe. I think that's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. But um, moving on, the Rolls Royce new test bed in 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 Derby. We've all seen these engines, and some of them are absolutely vast. And I'm told this facility is the size of a football pitch. Yes, it is absolutely huge, as you say. Ninety million pound investment. Testbed, testbed eighty, as it's called, um, will be the largest facility of its kind when it opens in the coming months. Rolls Royce um, released some footage recently with the first, you know, engine test um, going on there. But yeah, vast facility and a great endorsement of Derby. And again, you know, the aerospace sector, it's challenging times for the sector undoubtedly. But uh, great commitment from Rolls Royce to to the East Midlands. Yeah, Norton. I know they've got a new uh, Solihull-based facility. I've only seen a couple of the pictures of this. I'll be honest with you, it's not it's not facility I've seen a great deal about as of yet. Yeah, it's not been officially open yet. They they released some some images which we I think we we shared them exclusively on the MTD and Jefferson channels. You know, initially, and um, there's um, but you know Norton's got quite a checkered history and in the recent past. I won't go too much detail, but it's great to see them back. It's great to see the investment going on. You know, the brand is possibly and probably one of the most popular brands in the UK and certainly one of my 
favorite companies and um you know they're going to be building british bikes in in the uk and um you know i think they they're talking about you know electric powertrain and, and other things going on which is fine and i'm sure there's a market for that but i i prefer the, the you know the traditional powertrain but yeah great bikes and great company I can imagine you uh, mirandering around the uh, Cheshire Hills in your on your Norton motorbike, Stu. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Joe. Yeah, but not uh, not after the Budweiser, though. No, quite, quite. It's actually a nice little segue here, um, and it's not something I noticed pr- prior to the show. But Bremont, um, you've got a new facility, and obviously partners with uh, Norton. Yeah, there's um, um, yeah. So again. Bremont, this has been going on for. I think they they describe it. The the you know the co-founders describe it as like a nineteen year journey kind of thing. They've been absolutely committed to bringing British watch watchmaking back home kind of thing. So, the new manufacturing and technology centre in in Henley um, in Oxfordshire is going to help them achieve that. They want to onshore. They want to use local suppliers. This investment is going to create new jobs at Bremont across the UK supply chain and. Um, yeah, fantastic to see. And um, I mean, the, some of the footage that we've shared on social media is just, you know, the, the, the craftsmanship is, is is second to none, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's good to have a, a brand such as Braemont obviously remaining in the UK. I think it's important that they do, in truth, due to the heritage. But uh, this, this, I think they're calling it the wing of this new facility. Yeah. Is, it, it's unbelievable. So it's uh, most welcome to the, you know, Oxfordshire and obviously the UK as a whole. But British Vault... The, these these guys are getting a lot of airtime currently, aren't they? Yeah, and, and quite rightly, you know, it's a huge you know project that, that they've announced, which is the UK's first gigaplant, as it's called in in Northumberland. You know, this this potentially is a two point six billion pound investment, described as one of the largest ever industrial investments in the UK. They expect it to create three thousand direct jobs, five thousand across the supply chain, so a huge huge um, opportunity, and you know. Andy Street, you know, the West Midlands Mayor and other people have come out saying that, um, you know, and obviously, you know, at the moment, you know, with, with Vauxhall and so forth and other automotive companies saying, well, we need the battery manufacturing facility, um, you know, so, um, yeah, and they can't just be one, you know, I think, you know, we've talked about this previously, Joe, you know, the potentially needs to be three or four across the country, you know, to, 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 to support the, the, um, the industry. Yeah, there's a lot of rumours. There's obviously a particular car, American car brand. The, the, the rumour won't go away and they'd obviously be most welcome. But, but moving on to the next story, uh, Alexander Dennis. So a lot of people probably or maybe don't know who they are. They've definitely seen their products, but potentially not know who Alexander Dennis are. So fill us in. Yeah, British um, Alexander Dennis, ADL, are Britain's biggest bus manufacturer based in Falkirk. Um so a couple of announcements. They've won a few new contracts. There's one that's um, that's breaking at the moment. We'll get more details of that um, for a future show. And um, so they, they've basically committed to um, building chassis for um, the single-deck and double-deck buses in the UK, the reshoring. They're currently assembled by its partner, BYD Abroad and Imported. So, you know, good news from Alexander Dennis. And what we're seeing is um, a, a huge spike in local authorities um, committing to low emission um, or electric, you know, electric public transport. So, you know, hopefully Alexander Dennis, people like Wrightbus in in, um, in in Northern Ireland will benefit from, from that spending, um, that spending programme. Yeah, I don't see that going away, obviously, regardless of where motor vehicles are going. 
buses tend to be in a lot of cities, don't they? So I don't see that going away. I think it's inevitable that it, it, they're going to move away from uh, petrol and diesel, quick, maybe even quicker than domestic car users. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, without a doubt, and I think I suppose it, it it's um, you know in lo- as people start going back, you know, the lockdown ends and people start going back to work and commuting again and so forth. You know, I think it'll be it's a good advert, isn't it? For for you know with you know we've we've seen what the government have announced in terms of uh, electric vehicles and you know the next few years and so forth. So. You know, I'm sure you're right. You know that the public transport um, sector, you know, not just buses but trains as well. You know, will, will um, you know, will we be the you know the vanguard of, of this change in um, in powertrain? Sure, and obviously this is the first Great British Manufacturing podcast. We're going to concentrate a lot on apprenticeships, on STEM, about getting people into the industry. It's a wonderful industry. Uh, BAE Systems made a big announcement a couple of months ago, and they're doing their best best bit to help as well. Yeah, and you're right, Joe, because you know the STEM engagement, as, as you know, you know a lot of the footage that we're given by manufacturers, we, we we share with schools, and that you know going back to factory now, you know we we've sent that to you know, dozens and dozens of schools and colleges to give people an insight of what manufacturing is all about and engineering and BA systems, um, investing in the next generation of engineers and shipbuilders, mm-hmm. 1,250 apprentices this year, the highest number in, in its history. JLR rules also come out and said, I believe it's about 300, 300 apprentices and graduates. So great British companies, in, you know, investing in the next generation, which is absolutely pivotal and, and vital, you know, for, for the well-being of the industry. Absolutely. And each week, each week, we're going to be talking about um, various talking points that are topical, you know, within the industry at this moment in time. Uh, And the one I want to pick up on is the recent 2021 um, budget, Risha Shunak's budget, and he's announced something called the, the super deduction. And this is something super deduction doesn't mean a great deal until you actually get into the details and essentially what it is running from the 1st of april 2021 until the end of uh, march 2023 i believe companies can claim 130 percent of their capital allowances on qualifying plant and machinery um so it's essentially your taxes are cut by up to 25 pence in in, in a pound it, it's it's extraordinary i've never known i've never known a better time to invest in technology and i know actually uh, plant manufacturers they're actually offering incentives as well so you've got the super deduction which is unheard of um, in fact it's taken us from 30th to first in the oecd charts so that tells you all you need to know really that a lot of skeptics are saying they could have still gone further but i, I genuinely think this is you know politics aside i think this is a wonderful time to invest in plants a wonderful time to invest in technology so yeah coupled into the previous story about stem about sme about apprenticeships coupling that with uh, plant investment in manufacturing uh you know Get rid of some of your corporation tax, pull it into new plant, redigitize your factory should you wish, and yeah, and, and yeah, and move on. But that, I think that was a really good announcement. The super deduction. I, I will obviously speak to your accountants and your in your in your financial directors within your business. But from 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 where MTD look at, this can only be a good thing. Uh, it really can be. And what, I don't what, know what you've seen about it, Stu. Uh, no, absolutely. Can, can, you know, completely concur, Joe. Uh, what, what's the feedback been like from you know? Uh, clients of MTD and and and, and industry, you know, um, people in industry that you've been talking to about it, Joe. Yeah, exactly what I just said. Really, it's. Yeah. I think 
for, for manufacturers who had no plans to invest, I think some will invest now, but the majority of places we visit, the majority of people we speak to, the intention is there. The t- intention is there to invest in apprentices and more plants. So maybe if you sat on the fence, this is that last little bit you needed to push you to the right side of the fence. Uh, it, it, to me, it, it's, yeah, it, it reduces your tax bill, Stuart, you know, so it's, to me, that I, I can't speak for you. I pay my tax, but it's I'd rather pay less and have more plan to essentially grow as my company. Um, obviously, it's got to be on qualifying assets. It has to be on new plant. It can't be secondhand or used plant. So there are, you know, there are some little subtle subtleties you do, you do have to uh, you do have to look into prior to a purchase. But essentially, if it's qualifying uh, capital expenditure, so plant for your facility. Uh, now, in my eyes, is probably the best time ever to invest. No, good to hear, Joe. And yeah, certainly, you know, the manufacturers and engineers I've been speaking to absolutely agree with you. And, and um, you know, I've certainly seen a spate of, of manufacturers come out and start using this as in their marketing um, as well, which is, you know, it's been good to see. You know, they, they obviously see it as a huge opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, for British industry and hopefully, you know, the, the take it will be extremely, you know, extremely high. Um, it'd be great to see even more investment in the industry. Exactly, and as I say, to me, it's whether you think it's good or bad. It, it brings us in line. It makes us more internationally competitive. Um, when you look at, we've gone from thirtieth to uh, I'm sure we're number one now in the OECD, which is the Organization of Economic and Basically Collaborative Development. So to be number one in that chart tells me, well. By definition, it's a good it's a good system. So, so to me, yeah. Here we've got, we've, we've got, here we've got chocolate and we've got uh, tax breaks, Joe. We've got everything. Yeah, next week's gonna be a bit of a letdown, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but before before we uh, wrap the show up, Stuart, I know you want to talk about some of the the, the services that are available. Uh, you know, this isn't a this isn't a podcast where we're pushing products down people's throat, but we're, we're not just a new site. There are you know services available social media marketing and things like that i know you want to run down a couple yeah i mean we get asked all the time and we you know obviously you know the news is is central um to to, to what we do and the you know all the um the tv shows like say sme focus and factory talking insights and, and factory openings um but uh you know i think people sometimes you know can, can pigeonhole you know mtd and jefferson but you know we do an awful lot of um you know we, we offer you know a whole gamut of services really to, to to a range of manufacturers and that could be social media helping with social media helping getting the message across helping with engagement more traditional type marketing populating events getting you know filming events live broadcasts live streaming of events um pr um video production as i say documentaries so there's a whole range of services that we can offer, but rather than just doing that in isolation, we can also give them the audience as well. Um, you know, we've got the audience that's curated, that's relevant. Um, so you can imagine if you're doing a live broadcast from a, you know, an event or, you know, a factory opening or a new piece of machinery being installed, you know, the audience is going to be absolutely massive because, you know, it's going to be streamed across our, you know, our channels. So yeah, without getting too kind of advertorial, you know, I just wanted to mention that uh, you know, there's, there's, and again, you know, any, you know, any inquiries, any interest in in those kind of services, please just you know, drop us a line at podcast at mtdmfg.com. Yeah, and I guess my point on that would be there's probably seven thousand marketing agencies in the UK that can run your social media. 
But surely it's better to be run by the market leaders within that sector with the biggest reach and the biggest following. It's kind of proofs in the pudding. Well, yeah, you would have thought so. And I think, you know, the, the word that keeps coming, um, you know, which is very nice feedback to receive is, is credibility. People know we're from industry. People know that, um, you know, I think the whole team, um, bar maybe one or two apprentices at MTD are, you know, are engineers and qualified engineers. Um, and, um, you know, we've all got a very strong engineering straight manufacturing background, um, you know, so, and we care about it. And, you know, the, hopefully people can tell by just listening to this, you know, that, it, it, it's an absolute passion for for, for both us and uh, both of us and, and both of our organisations, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all I've ever done, rightly or wrongly. But it's yeah, and just to, just to finish, please do go to uh, your favourite app store, download the MTD MFG app at MTD MFG, and say you'll find all uh, topical news. Um, we can push notify you so you'll get the, all the breaking news on that channel. Yeah, and it's the best place to listen to the podcast as well. But as I say, starting from next week, we're going to tell you about the latest news, obviously. We're going to tell you about some best practices. We're going to concentrate on some SMEs as well. It's not just about you know your large multinational companies. So we're going we're gonna to talk about the good old SME, which, you know, keeps the uk manufacturing alive but i think we've got a couple of views lined up as well joe haven't we we're gonna, we're gonna have a couple of guests aren't we um you know future podcasts and um so it, people can have a break from us talking and, and listen to somebody from you know from from the from industry as well yeah absolutely and say so if you do want to feature on the show or if you've got any feedback uh, please do please do email us it's podcast no s podcast at mtdmfg.com and yeah we'll be interested to learn your feedback or if you want to come on the show please do reach out it'd be great to have you on which do thanks for your time and more importantly thank you all at home for listening see you next week the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.